You can kick your fancy ales, you can drink them by the flagon, but the only food for the brave and true comes from the Green Dragon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Green Dragon Podcast, your podcast for all things Lord of the Rings strategy battle game. I'm your host, Matt, and I have here with me today, Kylie. I see dead people. And Tiernan. Hello. You see dead people, do you, Kylie? Well, you said I needed to come up with something interesting for when you introduced me. That is true, and I imagine we'll be seeing a lot of dead people, or models, when we put down the model we're talking about today, because we have today a Know Thine Enemy of that fantastic giant spider, Shelob. As Two out of ten for that um, uh, segue. <laughs> Let's go, Tin, and let's let's crack into the profile here. What have we got for us? Okay, fair enough. Uh, well, should first mention that uh, Shelob is an independent hero, which is interesting. Yep, not She's... leading any warbands anytime soon. Uh, she has a nice uh, fast move of uh, 10 inches, uh, a fight value of 7, a strength of 7, a defense of 7. Some 7s on that profile. That's what you like to see. And then you a measly 1 attack. Oh, no. What happened? How... Then back up to a mighty 6 wounds, a courage of 4... No might or fate, but a mighty six will. And uh, a couple of special rules. Uh, terror, uh, ignoring uh, difficult terrain and uh, obstacles for uh, movement. Bit not, of venom. not to be underestimated, the uh, movement special rule. Oh, that no, that's her kit. Yeah, her kit it's amazing. that movement special rule. Uh, a bit of venom, so re-rolling to wound. Uh, she can pounce as well, so uh, very nasty on the charge. So she becomes monstrous cavalry when she charges. Knocking down all of that cavalry. And she's got a hunting instinct, so uh, whenever she takes a wound, she has to take a courage test or run away. However, if she takes multiple wounds in the same phase... We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Oh, okay. Uh, we'll I... discuss loopholes in the rules further it down was, the track. It's not a loophole. It's a, <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a buff it's upon a buff a upon a buff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, my first impression... Well, not quite first impressions, because I've been around her for a while... But Shelob, absolutely deadly. She could kill just about anything with the right circumstances. Yeah, on the charge, and uh, because she gets that extra attack as well on the charge, and then um, if she wins, doubling to four attacks, re-rolling to wound. And because she's a monster, the ability to rend as well. Four wounds on something is going to... Uh... It's going to hurt. Yeah. That's the technical term you're looking for. <laughs> Ouch. But um, her not having any might is something of an issue. In fact, too, can be quite annoying sometimes, too, especially if you're playing against a King of the Dead or possibly even a Morgul Blade. Yeah, but who takes those? <laughs> <laughs> I would dignify that with a response, <laughs> but I'm not going to. Uh, I, I, I've found that the uh, lack of fate hasn't really been an issue. Because uh, the six wounds is is plenty normally. It shouldn't be an issue because you should always be picking your fights with Sheila. Because you have that move ten and such the high fight value. When you do decide to go in with her, you should be making it count. Yeah, yeah, I, I've taken her in um, uh, a shenanigan-y uh, mortal list before to great success. Far too much success, if you ask me. <laughs> I haven't taken it in a while it, because people that worked out that it was actually really flimsy started losing. It took a while to work out how flimsy it was, though. Yeah, yeah. But it is a very powerful army. And Shalem had a big part in that army in the fact that she was pretty much one of two major damage dealers and that she had a Mortal Troll Chieftain. But yep. I actually find she's better off when you're pairing her up with, say, 
a ringwraith on horse or other giant spiders you really want something that can keep up with her and really support her because if she gets surrounded she does get bogged down because she only has that one attack if you do manage to charge her she's very likely to lose the combat one attack yeah it's very flimsy you need to give her support having someone right around always helpful and i think bat swarms would actually go like really really well with her because it um means that uh enemy heroes can't strike up and gives you a bunch of extra attacks to take advantage of her higher fight value yeah yeah it's not a bad idea yeah. at all yeah. I, i'm not a huge fan of giant spiders in general though oh that's treading on some very interesting ground there because the, i the, think the, the giant i find giant spiders to be the unit to back Sheila but because they have the same movement rules as her they can get to the same place as her they can keep up with her and when she decides to go in they provide very good peel because they have those two wounds as well as the high amount of attacks I can't argue with that look I just want to briefly touch on a a combination that I was pretty much taken down comfortably with recently at Masters in fact Sheila combined with Drizag that will kill pretty much anything but my only issue with that is that I think Druzag's better buffing the Spider Queen because the Spider Queen's got that might. I mean, you know, Sheila being buffed is, like, really, really good, but she doesn't have the might to fully take advantage of it by calling a heroic combat. Yeah, I can understand that. My counter to that would be that the Spider Queen can't afford to do it too often with the strength 10 hit that she's copping. Yeah, fair, it's fair point. It's going to significantly weaken it. Whereas Sheila can cop a strength 10 hit three times and just shrug it off. Especially since being enraged gives her plus three courage, so she's courage seven with six yeah. will. She's not going to fail the courage <laughs> test that she has to take afterwards. So having that is a really good boost. And I do think the enraged beast is good on Shelob. I just think there are better targets to be using enraged beast on. If you're taking Druzag and Shelob in your army, you are drawing a giant signpost that your opponent can see you from 50,000 miles away going, ah, oh, He's going to enrage Beast Shelob and charge my biggest, scariest hero in my army and then promptly kill it. So it's very easy to play around and against. If your opponent's taking that, I prefer to enrage Beast something smaller like a Bat Swarm or a Spider, which can sort of come out of nowhere. Yeah, those bats get pretty damn angry pretty quickly. It's interesting you point that out because this army I was facing was almost exclusively spiders and bats. So it really didn't matter what he enraged. It just so happened that at one point he did get Shelob and those barges, oh dear. It, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it made it very tricky. She, he could have enraged anything though, really. So I, I guess you're right in saying that uh, Druzag and Shelob can be as much a distractionary thing distractionary thing as anything else you know if, if you've got that kind of spider support as you were talking about uh, in also just as you mentioned then barges i think it's worth pointing out brutal power attacks and how sheila abuses them i actually think she didn't benefit too much from the brutal power attacks because usually when sheila goes in to attack an enemy character because usually that's what you want to use her for is to kill a single enemy character remove them from the table she didn't gain a whole lot. Yes, Ren was useful for her, but she was already strength 7 with rerolls to wounds, so she was pretty comfortable in getting the 4 wounds off on a target anyway. So Ren's kind of useful, but the barge and the hurl, I find, aren't particularly too great. Hurl is very circumstantial. Yes, she's strength 7, so she can get a pretty decent hurl off, but if you're going in for an assassination attempt, why bother hurling? Why do you need to hurl? I mean, it's handy if you have 
something very circumstantial, like using the hurl to save a hero by knocking an enemy character who's trying to kill him on the ground. Say, I don't know, Boromir's attacking Shagrat, and you want Shagrat to survive, you hurl, put Boromir on the ground so he can't strike blows or something like that. But or if you're fighting a uh, shield wall and uh, you do shield ops combat first and then uh, throw them down the line. I disagree with that a little bit, because I find shield up doesn't work too well in shield wall armies. No, Simply, I mean ag- against a shield wall. Again, I look at the whole thing of why are you fighting in a shield wall formation? Why are you letting your opponent fight in such a way? Because Shelob is because she has such a large base, she wants to play in a very wide open area of the table where she can get into the character she wants to kill. If you're playing against a shield wall, it's very easy to get bogged down in that. And generally, the units that she works very well with are Urukai, or Black Numenorians. <laughs> Sneaky. I, yeah. I, I, I disagree slightly, though, that I think she benefited a, a lot from Barge, because, uh, mostly defensively, if, so if someone charges her so she only gets the one attack and she actually wins the combat, she barges and then charges uh, the model uh, she wants and then can get the double attacks and the extra dice. Yeah, I agree. I think she gained a lot from Barge. You really just can't try and peel her off with a single model. that you got no chance of stopping her that way. I guess this is me speaking from a different experience. Whenever I've tried to barge with Shelob, she's barged, yes, okay, she's won the first combat, goes into the second combat, she now doesn't have her spear support, she's barged a little bit too far out of range of her banner, and suddenly she botches her attacks in the second combat. That's why I'm not a big fan of barging with Shelob, simply because I think when you go in with Shelob, you need to kill on your first attempt. No, bo- don't bother killing on your second because that enemy hero is going to spend their might. They're going to get back up. They're going to charge it and just keep her pinned for the rest of the game. If they're left alive. Exactly, which is why I'm saying your first charge needs to be the one that gets the kill. But but even then, since Shelob's so cheap in points, having her tie up a big enemy hero for several turns isn't that much of a waste. I mean, you know, it's, it's not an ideal uh, situation, but um, she can hold her own against, like, m- most of the nastiest heroes around for a couple of turns. Yeah, look, and I think in that situation, the barge is going to be extremely helpful. It's going to give you a chance to either get some distance or to just get that extra few attacks and, and just a single barge into a hero that may be poorly placed by an opponent, you don't know, but it's going to pretty much going to wipe him out. Yeah, especially if you move your opponent's models while they're not looking. Yeah, that too. That'll definitely help. (laughs) Alright, so we've talked about the brutal powers. We've talked about uh, how to get the best use out of Shelob. What can you do to stop her? Ringwraiths. Yeah, she doesn't like enemy ringwraiths simply because they sap her will, then drain her courage, and then one black dart and suddenly she's off the table. Yeah, most of the times uh, I've had Shelob die, in quotation marks, on me is because of a Ringwraith doing exactly that. And yeah, when when you're Courage 1 and uh, with no points of will, it's not that likely to consistently uh, pass Courage tests. Okay, so Ringwraiths, that tends to be our go-to for wh- what's going to stop an enemy model, but <laughs> yeah, what but else I think, can do it? I think um, Ringwraiths in this particular case is very good at doing it. I also think anyone that can get to fight six, sorry, that's fight six and can go higher with lots of might, might seems to be the big answer to Sheila because she can't strike up. Sheila does need a lot of support to be able to take down an enemy hero. So if an enemy hero can get into her with a high enough fight value, they can they can take her out of the game for quite a substantial amount of time. Yes, you could say that Sheila is then taking that hero, but generally when you want to take Sheila, you want her to engage and kill a hero, not 
tank them for an umpteenth amount of turn, especially with that hero, say, a dwarf one with piercing strikes and plus ones to wound, or an Aragorn with the magical pointy sort of doom. Yeah, I think we should mention piercing strikes, because, um, yeah, if you do manage to get into Shelob, um, those six wounds don't uh, mean that much if you're fighting uh, an enemy hero who's struck up and a bunch of guys who are piercing striking, and, you know, if she's trapped as well. But, you know, if that's happening, then um, things probably aren't looking too good for you anyway. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you mention bigger heroes or big fight six heroes, maybe not that big, but big-ish, that are generally going to be more points than Shelob, because I would have looked at it the other way. I would have said really cheap captains, captains that are around half to two-thirds of her points, can probably do the same job. They can walk in where they have the ability to strike up. Sure, you need a slightly higher number. You're probably going to need at least a three-plus. Four, but, four plus, probably, because they're probably oh, quite four. Yeah, you don't want to be drawing, that's true. But even so, uh, you've still got the might if Shelob doesn't roll a six to boost, if you have to. And ultimately, it's not as big a risk as, as putting something like an Aragorn into it. Hmm, I think when you say generic captains, I think the reason why generic captains are really good against her is because you can do weird things like march up into her face and then call the heroic move next turn to pin her, because that's Shelob's biggest weak point. If she gets pinned, she's useless from then on. She always needs to be charging, and you need to be able to keep pushing further for, further forward. So They're part of the reason barge is so useful. Yeah, but the one attack, especially when you're fighting, you know, three or four guys with spear support, one dice versus eight, even if you can get a spear support in there behind her and a banner, that's when things get a bit dicey, and I think... Haha, <laughs> dicey. <laughs> Um, so charging her is the best way to neutralize her because if you can get around her and sort of take away her spear support and take away her support, she becomes very vulnerable, especially because that way you can chip a couple of wounds off her every turn, even with just basic warriors, because if Sheila doesn't have the spear support, she doesn't have that banner or reroll, she goes down so quickly and even a generic captain who can just march and then her right move into her face can do so much damage to her. I feel like I should mention um, gener- spamming generic warriors in front of her could actually slow her down a while because she doesn't have that many attacks so she can't take out the chaff that well. I yeah, mean, true, sorry, true. that quickly. She'll take them out well, but it's not, not as quickly as a big yeah, hero. True. Just shielding sometimes can be huge. Yeah, generic captain with a shield is also very good against her. Charge, shield, uh, shield, use the might to win the combat. Which, incidentally, is what Matt said. So. Just before, like, <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. And, and I feel like, yeah, you from earlier, you do need to really be aware of the really big heroes, like um, your Glorfindels because of uh, the Fight 7 and the Elven Blade, your Gilgalads because of that Fight 9 and the plus one to wound. Yeah, Gilgalads a Shelob killer. Yeah, yeah. Any, anything with a modified to wound is very good against her. And, and Aragorn the King. Pretty much every decent dwarf hero with... The magic axes with the plus ones to wound. Yeah, but they typically don't have as high a fight value. Well, five or six, Balan, usually. fight six. Durin, fight six. King's Champion, fight six. I was thinking more Dane, Dimly, who's fight, fight five. Six. Oh, one out of the one, bunch. Yeah. <laughs> the one, the one the who bunch. I normally take with That's the plus one to wound. That's pretty much Tiernan's way of thinking about the game. If, if I could have the wrong model for this job, I will. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's worked surprisingly well for me. <laughs> You've even got Dwalin in there as well. Yeah, yeah, fair point. I rest my case. 
So we discussed uh, Drizag as a possible combination option and uh, Giant Spiders as something you might want to support her with. What kind of armies in general can you see Sheila being taken in? Um, like you just said, the All Spider, Wag, Bat, Drizag, Empowered Army is a very good one to run her with. But I, myself, am quite partial to the Mordor Urukai spam led by Shagrat. I think this... this uh, that, that's the Uber Shagrat, yeah? Yeah. The I, war leader. Yeah. This is I, Kylie's best list, in my opinion, that she has ever written, by the way. Yeah, so this army had Shagrat war leader, I think, a couple of captains in there, golem, some spiders, like generic giant spiders, a spider queen as well. A shaman. A shaman. Like, it just had all the tools you could ever want to make sure you just go in and one-shot something. And that's what she did because the army was designed in such a way to play on a very widespread out sort of engagement, which allows Sheila to get those engages to fit her big 60 mil base into a target. And that's the kind of army you want an army that skirmishes so she can get in and get to the target. I, I think actually think that she works well in any army because she's 90 points, which is like really cheap. She's an independent hero and I actually think she works surprisingly well in a shield wall. If you have just her in the middle, like two um, just a, sh- a shield wall um, around a river, with enough space to uh, allow her to back up, and she's she's just really tanky. It's not using her to a full effect, but she does it pretty well. Of just like th- those six wounds of that fight seven, they're just in the middle of your army. Yeah, it's true. She could be a bit of a roadblock, it, but. Looking at it that way, it may not be using her to... Yeah, her yeah no. Uh, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, Tannen, with the whole roadblock aspect. I've used her once to... In between two buildings, there was about a... Just a little bit wider than a 60 mil gap. To plonk Shearlob in there, denied basically two warbands there uh, the ability to get to a objective. And I think that's when her tankiness comes into a really good effect when you can just park her in a spot and they just can't get through. They have to go around at which point they've wasted precious, precious time to, to get there. I think that's when a tankiness comes in, not being the anchor in the middle of your shield wall. I think that's a better job served for a troll chieftain. That's Incidentally, fair, fair point. was what is another model that was in your army. <laughs> so primarily as an assassin, but with other uses too. Yeah, 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 I think that's what makes her so valuable is because she's an assassin that has a couple of off-rolls if you need her to. Okay, suddenly you're facing against an army that you need to sort of block up an area. She can do that. Suddenly you need to run to an objective. She can do that. And and because she's an independent hero as well, um, having that extra warband drop is always nice. Yeah. There's one other model I think she works really well with. As Aside from Ringwraith's Spectres, she works pretty well with. Because oh, yeah, she definitely. wants to be able to you know get into the heroes. Spectres can move the couple of guys that are getting in her way to be able to charge the very important hero or banner. They get rid of him. She goes in kills a target that you want dead. So Spectres are also quite useful for her. Yeah, or anything else that could mess with your opponent's lines, like friendly ring rates as opposed to enemy ones. Could be <laughs> handy. Yeah. I um, feel like we should probably talk about uh, what I was trying to talk about earlier with um, the taking wounds and courage. So essentially, the change in the courage rule has meant that you only have to take one test for any given reason per turn. Uh, isn't it per phase? Or is it per turn? No, either way, ignore me. Tina, might I point out you have the rule book in front of you? So while you're trying to discuss whether or not oh, yeah. this can be done, you could easily just pick up the rule book and flip to the page that it's on. So while that's happening, I'd like to quickly talk about 
Um, I think Jeremy briefly touched on this in a previous podcast, but I'm going to touch on it again. Just how good Chilop's gotten with the recent rules editions. So I think the very first edition of the rules, she couldn't use her will. There's no brutal power attacks. There's no might. So she was very likely to run away when yep. she took one wound. Second edition of the it's rules. It's something like, uh, with a courage of four, I think it's something like a 47% chance of failure. Something like that. Yeah, so she was pretty good chance of, of running away. Then the next edition of the rules came out, the one ring, so she could use her will to pass that courage test. And that was amazing. Like suddenly Shelob could, you know, run around and do all these amazing things. She wouldn't run away very easily. And then we get brutal power attacks, which made her assassination potential like skyrocket. So she's gotten better with every edition of the rules and her points have stayed the same, which has made her such a good choice. Yeah, also in the recent edition of the rules, what Tiernan's about to tell us here. You, you were right, Matt. It is for the turn. Um, so if you are forced to take a courage test because of a special rule or um, uh, ability, you pass all subsequent courage tests of that type for the rest of the turn. So if Shelob takes multiple wounds, rather than taking a courage test for each wound... You just take the one courage test, and then she automatically passes the rest of them. Right. So there you go. Even harder for her, for her to run away yeah, now. Yeah, dragons and Mumax also like this rule a lot too. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, something that we've been doing with some of our more recent no lines is uh, a appraisal, if you like, of the actual model itself. So what do you guys think? Like, she's pretty iconic, isn't she? She is um, one of my favorite models in the game. Oh, wow, really? Period. Yes, I just, I think her model compared to how we saw her in the movie is just, it's such a good sculpt, like, it's such a good comparison, it's such a good, almost, I would dare say, a good scale for her, her ring back on her back legs. She's such a big model, like, she looks big, huge, imposing, menacing, and she looks like that on the table too. You put her down, she makes troll chieftains look small. <laughs> yeah, but my only issue with the model is, um, because... There's just so much black. Darling, that's why you need to do red freehand on her back. That, that's, that's what I did. But um, yeah, it's not that much of an issue. But that's the only downside to that model that I, I, that I found. But how is that a downside to the model? That's more of your paint scheme that you're deciding to do. Yeah, that's hardly the sculpt. Here. That's hardly the sculpt. You're not really going to have like a multi You're not talking your way out of this one, darling. I can talk my way out of anything. Do some source lighting. <laughs> Jazz it up a bit. Come on. Seriously. Oh, no, I put a dead Frodo on the base. Rainbow Shelob. Rainbow Shelob. I mean, it's been done with everything else, so why not? Seriously, though, I, I like the model a lot. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like they, they didn't have a huge amount of options with the pose. Like, they could have done a sort of dormant kind of creeping Shelob. I'm glad they didn't go with the same pose as the giant spiders, the spider queen. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I agree. I think that's more of a count against those models than... Yeah, yeah they're, they're yeah. just kind of sitting there, aren't they? Well, yeah, Shield at least that's is That said, giant spiders something. and the spider queen is very easy, you know, to cut dead legs and manipulate them. To that's make true, them. that's true. I mean, you can do the same thing with Shield, to be honest, if you really want to. You could... Put I can't. It into more of a giant spider pose. <laughs> I, can't, there. I can't with mine anymore because I soldered my legs onto my Shelob. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it worked yeah they're out. not it coming actually, apart. It actually worked pretty well. I've, oh. I haven't had her break ever since. I, I have not actually had my Shelob break, and she's just normally glued. No pinning at all. I'm impressed. 
Yeah, no, I, I'm also impressed. That's a very heavy model supported by a piddly four legs. So the only issue I've had is that she falls off her base. Isn't that your model breaking though? It's not the model itself. She just falls off the base because I I did like a terrible. It's a faulty hold. base. Get a new one. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that <laughs> pretty much. Well, you guys are making me really want to put together my shield hob now, so I might have to do You're that. Making me want to pull out my old carrier fungal army. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever actually played it. Ah, uh, you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> it was good back when I first made it, like years ago, and then the new Hobbit rules came out and made it like better. So <laughs> I actually have no idea how it'll go in the new rules. I don't. Oh think yeah, I, I think it's nasty now. Played like one or two games with it in the new rules and went, "This is too OP," and yeah. put it away again. Yeah. So I. Th- think we're down to the scoring part of the uh, Know Thine Enemy. What do you guys think? What scores are you going to give to it? Do you want to start, Kylie? I'll start. I will give it nine and a half paralyzed hobbits out of ten. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a lot of hobbits. Yeah. Well, it's nine and a half a hobbit. Yeah. So. yeah. I, can, I can actually picture the half a hobbit, too. Yeah, she'll have had a bit of a snack. Yeah. Ob nom nom. What do you think, Timmy? Uh... I think I'm uh, probably going to give her a 10 out of 10, actually, based on my previous experience with her, because she just won me games on her own. I would have given her a 10 out of 10, but too many times I have always wished I had a single point of might on her, because I've always found that I just needed to turn my 4 into a 5 just to win the combat. If only there was an evil Alfred. <laughs> oh, no. Let's not think about that because yeah. the uh, the implications of that are just far too scary. So I'm going to give a, a nine lousy maggots out of ten. I think that's what Gorbag calls them in the uh, book or in the movie. I don't know. <laughs> Who's actually read the book or this seen the movies anyway? Downhill really quick. I don't think he was calling her a maggot. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> His orc followers. He called them lousy maggots. Anyway, nine out of ten. Wait, no, I, I think we're going to stick with slugs. nine out of ten. <laughs> Didn't he call them slugs? Ah, oh, maybe. Well, there was a War of the Ring rule for um, Gorbag called uh, "Move it, you slugs." Oh, there you oh, go. We're getting maybe way that was off it. topic now. He's <laughs> actually pretty good in War of the Ring too. That whole ambushes thing, out of train. Oh no, let's okay, ambushing okay. monsters in I, War of the I Ring. I really don't are think so scary. <laughs> Do we want to talk about War of the Ring? <laughs> No, 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 no. We're your podcast for everything Lord of the Rings strategy battle game. Let's stick with the strategy battle game for now. For now. For now. For now. Uh, See what you've done. Now they're going to need to expect a War of the Ring podcast at some point. Oh, no. What have I done? What have you done, Matt? What have you done? You've doomed us all. I'm going to have to learn the rules. You and your lousy maggots. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a nine, a nine point. Five and a ten out of ten for Shelob. Holy yep. crap, we got very close scores. That never happens. Not bad at all. Uh, she's a very nice model. I definitely recommend everyone give her a go. I no, 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 I, I don't think anyone else should give her a go at all. <laughs> and I'd just like to make a quick PSA. Please, people, don't ally her into dumb armies. Just run her with Gorbag and Shagra and you will do fine. Ally her into everything. She's amazing what with Gorbag and What could possibly go wrong? Chuck and Golem if you want to. Just go back and shag rat and she's let aw- it be. She's just generally awesome. Let Ally her into everything. Goblin Town. So you uh, heard it here, folks. Go complete theme, but throw it out the window and then ally her with everything. <laughs>
And uh, with that, I think we'll leave you. Thanks, thanks you two for joining me. And as always, traps win games. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on the Green Dragon Podcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.